Jean Harlow, born Harleen Harlow Carpenter, was an American actress and sex symbol. Often nicknamed the Blonde Bombshell and the Platinum Blonde, she was popular for her laughing vamp screen persona. Harlow was in the film industry for only nine years, but she became one of the biggest movie stars in Hollywood, whose image in the public eye has endured. In 1999, the American Film Institute ranked Harlow No. 22 on the greatest female stars of classic Hollywood cinema list. Harlow was first signed by business magnate Howard Hughes, who directed her first major role in Hell's Angels 1930. After a series of critically unsuccessful films, and Hughes's losing interest in her career, Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer bought out Harlow's contract in 1932-3, and cast her in leading roles in a string of hits built on her comedic talent, Red-Headed Woman, 1932, Red Dust, 1932, Dinner at Eight, 1933, Reckless, 1935, and Susie, 1936. Harlow's popularity rivaled and then surpassed that of MGM's top leading ladies Joan Crawford and Norma Shearer. She died at the age of 26, of kidney failure during filming of Saratoga. MGM completed the film with the use of body doubles and released it less than two months after her death. It became MGM's most successful film that year. Early Life Harlow was born as Harleen Harlow Carpenter in a house located at 3344 Old Street in Kansas City, Missouri. Her father, Montclair Carpenter, 1877-1974, son of Abraham L. Carpenter and Diana, née Beale, was a dentist who attended dental school in Kansas City. He was from a working-class background. Her mother, Jean Poe Carpenter, née Harlow, 1891-1958, was the daughter of wealthy real estate broker Skip Harlow and his wife, Ella Harlow, née Williams. In 1908, her father arranged her marriage to Montclair Carpenter. She was underage at the time and grew resentful and unhappy in the marriage, but they remained together living in a Kansas City house owned by her father. Harleen was called, the baby, a nickname she was accustomed to that endured for the rest of her life. It was not until she was five years old that she learned her real name was Harleen, when staff and students at Miss Barstow's finishing school for girls used the name. Harleen was always very close to her mother, who was extremely protective and was reported to have instilled a sense in her daughter that she owed everything she had to her. She was always all mine, Mama Jean said of her daughter in interviews. Jean Carpenter was later known by Mama Jean, when Harleen achieved star status as Jean Harlow. When Harleen was at school, her mother filed for a divorce. On September 29, 1922, the uncontested divorce was finalized, giving sole custody of Harleen to her mother. Although Harleen loved her father, she did not see him often before her untimely death and he outlived her by 37 years. In 1923, the 34-year-old Jean Carpenter took her daughter and moved to Hollywood in hopes of becoming an actress, but was told that she was too old to begin a film career. Harleen was enrolled at the Hollywood School for Girls, where she met Douglas Fairbanks Jr., Joel McRae, and Irene Mayer Selznick, but dropped out at the age of 14, in the spring of 1925. With their finances dwindling, Jean and Harleen moved back to Kansas City after Skip Harlow issued an ultimatum that he would disinherit his daughter if they did not return. Several weeks later, 
Skip sent his granddaughter to summer camp at Camp Chartunkar, in Mikeygam, Michigan, where she became ill with scarlet fever. Jean Carpenter traveled to Michigan to care for Harleen, rowing herself across the lake to the camp, but was told that she could not see her daughter. Harleen next attended the Ferry Hall School, now Lake Forest Academy, in Lake Forest, Illinois. Jean Carpenter had an ulterior motive for her daughter's attendance at this particular school. It was close to the Chicago home of her boyfriend, Marino Bello. During Harleen's freshman year at the school, she was paired with a big sister from the senior class who introduced her to 19-year-old Charles Chuck Fremont McGrew III, an heir to a large fortune. By the fall of 1926, Harleen and Chuck were dating seriously, and they were married in 1927. Jean Carpenter was also married that same year to Marino Bello, on January 18. However, Harleen did not attend her mother's wedding. In 1928, two months after the wedding, Chuck McGrew turned 21 and received part of his inheritance. The couple left Chicago and moved to Los Angeles, settling into a home in Beverly Hills, where Harleen thrived as a wealthy socialite. McGrew hoped to distance Harleen from her mother with the move. Neither Chuck nor Harleen worked during this time, and both were considered heavy drinkers. Nineteen twenty-eight, nineteen twenty-nine. Work as an extra. While living in Los Angeles, Harleen befriended a young aspiring actress named Rosalie Roy. Not owning a car herself, Rosalie asked Harleen to drive her to Fox Studios for an appointment. While waiting for Rosalie, Harleen was noticed and approached by Fox executives, whom she told she was not interested. Nevertheless, she was given letters of introduction to central casting. A few days later, Rosalie Roy bet Harleen that she did not have the nerve to go in for an audition. Unwilling to lose a wager and pressed by her enthusiastic mother who had followed her daughter to Los Angeles by this time, Harleen went to Central Casting and signed in under her mother's maiden name, Jean Harlow. After several calls from casting and a number of rejected job offers by Harleen, Mother Jean finally pressed her into accepting work at the studio. Harleen appeared in her first film, on a bound 1928, as an unbilled extra, for $7 a day and a box lunch, common pay for such work. This led to a wage increase to $10 per day and small parts in feature films such as Moran of the Marines 1928, and the Charlie Chase lost film Chasing Husbands 1928. In December 1928, Harleen as Jean Harlow signed a five-year contract with Hal Roach Studios for $100 per week, she had small roles in the 1929 Laurel and Hardy shorts, Double Whoopee, Liberty and Bacon Grabbers, with the latter giving her a co-starring credit. In March 1929, she parted with Hal Roach, who tore up her contract after Harlow told him, it's breaking up my marriage, what can I do? In June 1929, Harlow separated from her husband and moved in with Mother Jean and Bello. After her separation from McGrew, Harlow continued working as an extra in such films as This Thing Called Love, Close Harmony, and The Love Parade, all 1929, until she landed her first speaking role in the Clara Bow film The Saturday Night Kid. Harlow and her husband divorced in 1929. Illness and Death In January 1937, Harlow and Robert Taylor traveled to Washington, D.C., 
to take part in fundraising activities associated with President Franklin D. Roosevelt's birthday, for the organization later known as the March of Dimes. The trip was physically taxing for Harlow, and she contracted influenza. She recovered in time to attend the Academy Awards ceremony with William Powell. Filming for Harlow's final film, Saratoga, co-starring Clark Gable, was scheduled to begin in March 1937. However, production was delayed when she developed sepsis after a multiple wisdom tooth extraction, and had to be hospitalized. Almost two months later, Harlow recovered, and shooting began on April 22, 1937. She also appeared on the May 3rd cover of Life magazine in photographs taken by Martin Munketh C. On May 20, 1937, during the filming of Saratoga, Harlow began to complain of illness. Her symptoms, fatigue, nausea, fluid retention and abdominal pain, did not seem very serious to the studio doctor, who believed that she was suffering from cholecystitis and influenza. Unfortunately, the doctor was not aware that Harlow had been ill during the previous year with a severe sunburn and influenza. Friend and co-star Una Merkel noticed Harlow's onset weight gain, grey pallor and fatigue. On May 29, while Harlow filmed a scene in which her character had a fever, she was clearly sicker than her character and leaned against her co-star Gable between takes and said, I feel terrible. Get me back to my dressing room. She requested that the assistant director telephone William Powell, who immediately left his own movie set, in order to escort her back home. The next day, Powell checked on Harlow and discovered that her condition had not improved. He contacted her mother and insisted that she cut her holiday short to be at her daughter's side. Powell also summoned a doctor. Because Harlow's previous illnesses had delayed the shooting of three movies wife versus secretary, Susie, and libeled lady initially there was no great concern regarding this latest bout with a recurring illness. On June 2nd, it was announced she was again suffering from influenza. Dr. Ernest Fishbore, who had been called to Harlow's home to treat her, diagnosed her with an inflamed gallbladder. Mother Jean told MGM Harlow was feeling better on June 3rd, and co-workers expected her back on the set by Monday, June 7, 1937. Press reports were contradictory, with headlines reading, Jean Harlow seriously ill, and Harlow recovers from illness crisis. When she did not return to set, a concerned Gable visited her and later remarked that she was severely bloated and that he smelled urine on her breath when he kissed her, both signs of kidney failure. Dr. Leland Chapman, a colleague of Fishbore, was called in to give a second opinion on Harlow's condition. Chapman recognized that she was not suffering from an inflamed gallbladder, but was in the final stages of kidney failure. On June 6, 1937, Harlow said that she could not see Powell clearly and could not tell how many fingers he was holding up. That evening, she was taken to Good Samaritan Hospital in Los Angeles, where she slipped into a coma. The next day at 11.37 a.m., Harlow died in the hospital at the age of 26. In the doctor's press releases, the cause of death was given as cerebral edema, a complication of kidney failure. Hospital records mention uremia. For years, rumors circulated about Harlow's death. Some claimed that her mother had refused to call the doctor because she was a Christian scientist or that Harlow had declined hospital treatment or surgery. From the onset of her illness,
Harlow had been attended by a doctor while she was resting at home. Two nurses also visited her house, and various equipment was brought from a nearby hospital. Harlow's grayish complexion, recurring illnesses, and severe sunburn were signs of the disease. Toxins also adversely affected her brain and central nervous system. She had suffered from scarlet fever when she was 15. Speculation that Harlow suffered a post-streptococcal glomerulonephritis following the scarlet fever incident, which may have caused high blood pressure and ultimately kidney failure, has been suggested. Harlow's death certificate gives the causes of her death as acute respiratory infection, acute nephritis, and uremia. One of the MGM writers later said, the day baby died, there wasn't one sound in the commissary for three hours. Spencer Tracy wrote in his diary, Jean Harlow died today. Grand Gal, MGM closed on the day of her funeral, June 9, 1937. Harlow was interred in the Great Mausoleum at Forest Lawn Memorial Park in Glendale in a private room of multicolored marble, which William Powell bought for $25,000, equivalent to $444,618 in 2019. She was laid to rest in the gown she wore in Libeled Lady. In her hands she had a white gardenia and a note that Powell had written, Good night, my dearest darling. Harlow's inscription reads, Our baby. Spaces in the same room were reserved for Harlow's mother and Powell. Harlow's mother was buried there in 1958, but Powell married actress Diana Lewis in 1940. After his death in 1984, he was cremated and his ashes buried in Desert Memorial Park in Cathedral City, California. MGM planned to replace Harlow in Saratoga with either Jean Arthur or Virginia Bruce, but due to public objections the film was finished using three doubles, Mary Dees for close-ups, Geraldine Dvorak for long shots, and Paula Winslow for dubbing Harlow's lines, and rewriting some scenes without her. The film was released on July 23, 1937, less than two months after Harlow's death, and was a hit with audiences, becoming MGM's most successful film of the year.